Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is available for free anytime you want it in iTunes or at thejazzsession.com, where you'll also find Amazon links where you can purchase the music that you hear on the show, and a little bit of that purchase price comes back to the show, and you'll find a donate button. If you feel like the hundred and however many it's been episodes of the Jazz Session have added some value to your life over the past three years, then please uh, kick a little in. Thank you so much. So I will stop mentioning this at some point. Uh, my guess is around episode six or seven hundred. But uh, I just uh, released my first book of poetry. It came out last weekend. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know, sort of in real time, so to speak, and uh, it is now available at jasoncrane.org. Jasoncrane.org. Uh, you can order it right there online, and I will ship it to you, and uh, you can have it signed if you so desire. It's uh, it's very exciting for me, as you can tell by the fact that I have mentioned it a couple times. But anyway, uh, it's very, very thrilling. And I thank you to the people who've already ordered it, which is its just shocking to me. I <laughs> cannot tell a lie. You know, when you write a book of poetry, I think it was Joe Locke a couple weeks ago who made the joke about, you know, moving from jazz to poetry is moving from, you know, to the only thing less lucrative than interviewing jazz musicians is to uh, to writing poems. So, uh, but I am, I'm just, I'm humbled and awed that people actually are ordering the thing. It's, it's wonderful. And I, I thank you so much. It's called Unexpected Sunlight. It's out on Foothills Publishing. And again, you can find it at jasoncrane.org. Uh, it's got some jazz poems in there, although not the bulk of the, the poems are not about jazz, but there are a few in there. And uh, I really hope you'll, I hope you'll check it out. Let me know what you think. And uh, also visit jasoncrane.org in general, because there are new poems uh, quite frequently up there, some of which are about jazz, but, you know, most of which are just about life in general. So uh, stop by and say hi, and tell them that I sent you. Thanks. So Sonny Rollins was on this show in uh, what I think at that at, up to that point was probably uh, the biggest coup of the jazz session. It might still be the biggest coup. We don't have very much civil unrest around the jazz session, so the coups are are few and far between. But uh, but Sonny was a fantastic one. He was on, on Election Day uh, 2008, and uh, the show went up, you know, that night, talked to him in the daytime, put the show up that night. And it was it was very exciting for me. And then I caught up with him again uh, not too long ago when he was on tour in Europe. And some of you saw a quote about the relevance of jazz that I posted from that uh, interview. And many people said, when are we going to get to hear the interview? Well, the time is now. Sonny Rollins uh, most recently released an album collecting a bunch of live performances over the years called Road Shows, Volume 1, and we'll hear uh, some tracks from that throughout the interview. And then my conversation uh, with Sonny by phone from his hotel room in, I think, Luxembourg, and that probably becomes clearer in the interview. <laughs> Can't be less clear than that, can it? So enjoy Sonny Rollins uh, once again on the Jazz Session. My thanks to Sonny for doing it. And uh, here is a bit from Road Shows.
my guest is saxophonist composer Sonny Rollins. And uh, Sonny, it is a pleasure to speak to you again. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'd like to ask, uh, first of all, whether you feel that living the life of a jazz musician as you have has forced you to make other sacrifices. Did it require a kind of a special level of dedication to stay on this path that you've chosen for yourself? Well, I consider myself sort of destined to be a uh, jazz musician. I I always liked it from the time I was a small child, and uh, there was never any question in my mind that this would be my life. So to me, it's 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 not. It's been a, a privilege, really, to be involved in in, in music. You know, did it. Uh, well, from the time when you were a small child, did it seem like a realistic goal to have to be a musician? Did it always seem achievable to you? It did, actually. Um, of course, I heard the music very young, but when I was, uh, I guess, around nine years old, when they began to really think seriously about uh doing it when I was an adult. Yeah, I always felt that uh I would be I would be a uh musician. I only wavered one time when I came out of high school. I got very much interested in uh watercolors and I wanted to paint, you know, but that didn't last too long because um uh, you know, uh, I was beginning to make some money playing jobs as a musician and you know it wouldn't have negated music but i just thought for a while that i would be a painter you know i guess uh i guess the reason i ask that that question is because being a musician is such a hard thing to be and it sounds like from a very young age uh, it seemed to you as attainable as any other Goal? Do you think it was was it the influence of your family or your your peers, your friends? What what made it seem to you to be just something you could do if you want if you were good enough and you wanted to? I think it was mainly just the uh, listening to some of my uh, idols, you know, people like Coleman Hawkins and Louis Jordan had a great band at that time. It was just uh, it was just such a um, it's just inevitable for me that I would, and it didn't seem like anything, you know, it was really, when I look back on it, it was really, it's really amazing. I just, even at that age, I felt that that would be it, and uh, it did, you know, it turned out to be just, just like I was on a, uh, on a path that, uh, I had no questions about, you know, I never, I didn't really think about anything else. I'm not qualified to do anything else, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
you mentioned when you uh, came out of high school, you, you thought about painting. As, the, as you've gone through the years, is that something that you've ever returned to? No, I wish I, I uh, had. But, I, of course, I, I guess people uh, do uh, paint in their uh, later years and so on. But I just haven't had the uh, wherewithal the time to really get into it. But I... I I have talent. I know. I've been told that by by people, and um, so you know, if I if and when I get the time, I'll probably dabble around in it because it's also a very natural thing for uh, for me. Like music, you know, it's not something that I would have to learn. It's just something that I really know already. Well, maybe if this whole saxophone thing doesn't pan out, you'll have that to fall back on. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I can make maybe uh, uh, art is a more more lucrative than it was when I came out of high school. I don't know. <laughs> so I might give it a shot, you know. I asked uh, because I'm very familiar with with your music and and your story, and I wanted to be the focus of this particular interview is supposed to be for a more general audience so i asked my wife who appreciates jazz but is not a a devoted listener to the music i said if if you were in a room with sonny rollins and you could ask him one question what question would you ask him and she thought for a few minutes and she said uh is jazz still does sonny think that jazz is still relevant to today and so I'll, i'll put my wife's question to you do you think jazz is still relevant nowadays well I think that um, the relevance of jazz depends on how, well, what you think jazz is. For for instance, if you think that jazz is a uh, a piano trio playing in a small nightclub, and you know they're good musicians, maybe you have a girl singer, and all this stuff, and you come in and you know, there are people smoking and sitting at tables and clapping. I mean, if that is the conception of jazz, then of course, no, jazz is not relevant, see, because that refers to a time and place. So jazz is, is something which is much bigger. You know, jazz has to do with freedom of uh, expression. Is jazz still relevant? Of course, because there's always... Uh, people uh, trying to express themselves in music, and uh, it's having. You know, I think of jazz as, as being having the uh, the big umbrella, so that a lot of these uh, uh, styles of music and, and that that have emerged over the years all really fall under the umbrella of jazz. Uh, but uh the 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 act of trying to create uh something musically and spontaneously is something which is a part of life you know it's just like the weather it's always here and there will always be expressed in some way or another jazz as we would think of it as i said before as as something that fits into a narrow little uh, 
remembrance. No, that kind of jazz is not relevant. But, you know, jazz is as relevant today as the yearning for people to be free. That's how relevant jazz is. have chosen uh, many times over the years to use your music, even instrumental music, uh, and you've, you've worked through song titles or album titles, uh, to make social or political statements. I'm thinking of everything from you know, the Freedom Suite up, all the way up to global warming and, and beyond. Um, can you talk about why you've made those choices and whether you think that use of your music has had an impact on the issues that you were speaking about? Well, I'm not sure that... Um it had any impact. Uh, I was sort of a, uh, I, I grew up and I had a very activist uh, grandmother who carried me around every place with her to a lot of uh, political uh, meetings and everything. So I was indoctrinated at an early age, and I've always been a person that has been involved in uh uh, political action in one way or another. So it was natural for me to to uh, put some of those things into my work uh, when I when I uh, became a, a jazz uh, leader. And uh, of course, that's when I did Freedom Suite and so on. But I had also uh, prior to that, I had recorded um, uh, that song, uh, "The House I Live In." I don't know if people remember that. It it was a uh, very controversial song. Uh, Frank Sinatra did a a big thing on that uh, movie, short movie, singing it, and Paul Robeson, uh, the great activist uh, and uh, musician, actor, all did a record on it. Is that is that the song that has a uh, the phrase "That's America" to me in the refrain? Is that? Right. Yeah, that's the one. It's that, and it spoke about an America of of uh, free people where you could live where you wanted to live, where 
all you had to do was be conscientious and be a good citizen and be a hard worker, and uh, America was there for you. That, that, that was the dream of, of America uh, at that time, and that, and of course, I think it really is still the underlying dream of America, whether it's stated so much nowadays or, or not. Do you think we're getting any closer to realizing it? I would be reluctant to say yes to that uh, because uh, I've sort of come up with a new way of thinking recently and uh, that I don't know whether I, uh, you want me to really go into it or not. Do uh, you want me yes, to go I would into it? Yes, I would love you to go into it. <laughs> well, you say I've sort of realized that um, uh, life is the way it is uh, because it's meant to be this way. In other words, there's a reason why there's so much strife in the world. I mean, it's not just, well, gee, we have to try to overcome it, and gee, we'll overcome it, and no, I don't think we can ever overcome it. I don't think we should ever stop trying to be uh, good people and all of this stuff. I think that's individual. We have to keep trying. But ultimately, the world is meant to be a type of place it is, you know, like the um, all of the... Uh, 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 troubles, political troubles, and wars, and things like like this. If you listen to the news and the and the floods and and catastrophe, I mean, it's just the way the world is. It, there's nothing really that that uh, can be done about that because uh, I believe in a higher power, whatever it is that. Uh, you know, and there's a reason why we are here on this uh, planet for this short time, which we all are, really. And uh, that's part of what this planet is all about. It's about this kind of strife, and it's, uh, and in a sense, when it can't be overcome, it shouldn't be overcome. The battle for in this planet, to me, is within yourself. Each of ourselves, that you know, we have a lot to battle about to try to uh, uh, not overindulge in eating and all of this stuff. I mean, there's just things personally that is where the is where the real battle is. The other big issues are things that no, I don't think there's ever going to be progress on these things. But I don't think that's a negative. Some people have told me, oh, well, see, that's very pessimistic. I don't think it's pessimistic at all. I think it's optimistic when you realize that, uh, um, you know, it's just not meant to be, and that's fine. I, I certainly accept that, that uh, there's going to be these things, and it's part of this part of what this world is is all about, you know. But if if we uh, each individually were to make progress at our own internal battles, do you think that would have the net effect of improving conditions, you know, uh, externally as well? 
I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't believe so, no. I believe the external things are the, the way things are meant to be. I mean, it has to be a higher power to screw up the world the way it's screwed up now. Don't you think so? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, I don't think uh, the internal... But the internal battle is just as is, is uh, well. It's is stronger. I mean, it's more. It's uh, it's everything that uh, any other battle can be. It's 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 really the battle. It's the purpose of this short lifetime that we have here. That that's what it's all about. Our self improvement. You know, uh, uh, trying to. Uh, for progress uh, individually. Sonny, I know it's uh, it's quite late in the evening where you are, and, and I, I appreciate you taking this time. I, I wanted to ask you one more question, which is, uh, people often talk about their, their musical influences, but I'm wondering, are there people outside the world of music who throughout your life have uh, either inspired you to stay on the artistic path that you're on, or who have maybe directly inspired your music uh, by their own example, but people who, not, who were not themselves musicians? When I... Uh go through life and uh i have an opportunity to uh, meet people of all stripe as you know like here i am in austria right now salzburg austria and uh you may meet 98 people that are you know i wouldn't say negative but you know, not positive, and uh, so be it. But you may meet one person, and that one person, be they a waitress, be they a guy uh, being kind on a plane, I mean, anything, just some one person that, uh, you know, exudes this really... uh, 
positiveness. I mean, and, and it's such it's such a strong. It really it, it really uh, is, is is the cause of why people believe, you know. So I would say that there's, you know, I've met many people. I don't, I don't like to. Uh, in my field, of course, I have many, many heroes in uh, my musical field. As far as other people, I think it's just uh, leading good people uh, through through everyday activities. You know, it's really, it's really a great experience. Is that what makes it worth it to stay on the road as much as you do for as long as you have? I'll, I'll tell you, I am a person that is still very much involved in my craft. I still practice every day. I'm still writing, composing. I'm trying to get someplace that I haven't achieved yet, so I'm still very actively involved. Uh, so therefore, that's one reason that I'm still out here. I'm trying to really reach a point that, you know, I haven't gotten to. But um, also the um, the fans, you know, I have some very ardent fans. I mean, it's really, it's really amazing how, uh, well, it's, it's touching, really, uh, how uh, some of my fans are reacting to to our group and everything, and they 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 yearn so much for good jazz music. I won't say good, but patting myself on the back, I wouldn't say that. But they yearn for listening to my fans, and and they, you know, they 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 really uh, need this music. That's that's what I was really struck by on this trip. Uh, you see, so even at this late stage in my career, I'm still learning these things, <laughs> it's, you know, and, uh, you know, so I've had some really poignant uh, experiences with some of my fans, and, uh, but so apart from my being on my own journey, musically, to kind of get to, to the place, uh, that I want to be in my own uh, uh, personal musical career and things I'm trying to accomplish. Uh, playing for the people, for these people who are so, you know, that seem to really, as uh, a matter of life or death, to have to have us over here, and uh, it's you know that it, it makes it just. Uh, and unquestionable that uh, we're doing the right thing. My guest is Sonny Rollins, and uh, Sonny, it's it's always such a, a pleasure to talk to you. I thank you again for taking the time, and uh, wish you all the best on the rest of the tour. Well, thank you very much. I'm very uh, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, your very uh, incisive questions. And the one from your wife also. <laughs> I'll certainly let her know. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great evening, Sonny, and thank you again. Thank you again. Good night. Okay, bye.
That is the incomparable Sonny Rollins coming back to the jazz session. Uh, if you go to thejazzsession.com, you can uh, scroll down the left-hand side for all the past guests, and you'll see Sonny's first appearance there if you want to uh, catch him on Election Day 2008 talking about politics and music and the intersection of the two. This is The Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is available for free, anytime you want it, in iTunes and at TheJazzSession.com, where you'll also find Amazon links so that you can buy the music you hear on the show and kick a little money back to The Jazz Session. And you'll also find a donate button, so if you feel like the show has added some value to your life, you can complete the cycle, as it were, and send a little bit of that value back to me. That's it. Thanks to the Respect Sextet, respectsextet.com, for the theme music. They're playing all over the place, so go see them. Thanks also to Dave Vrabel, who designed the show's logo, and thanks, of course, to you for listening. Now, go out and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can, and then come back next time for another conversation about jazz on The Jazz Session. <laughs>